0: Soon you'll be able to listen to daily news podcasts all day, every day if you want. The Daily from the New York Times started last January, then came shows like NPR's Up First and Today Explained from Vox. Now everyone else seems to want in on the action. The Guardian, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, the BBC and NZME have all launched daily news podcasts in the last few months. Just this week, the Washington Post launched Post Reports, delivered each day in time for the US evening commute. And newsroom.co.nz is getting funding to make a daily 15 to 20 minute news and current affairs show called Daily Podcast for RNZ. Here's the CBC's front burner looking at Google's plans to turn an area of Toronto into a high tech testing lab for cities of the future.
2: So we're in Sidewalk Labs Welcome Centre. I think That's probably the best way to describe it. It looks like a welcome center.
1: Hi, are you Jesse? Yeah. Hi, I'm Shannon. I work for CBC. Hey. Do you have a second if I ask you two questions? Uh, Yeah. I'm I'm Jesse Chapins, um, and I'm the director of public realm at Sidewalk Labs. We are at an inflection point with how technology is influencing our lives and influencing our cities. And rather than let that sort of run roughshod, can we be proactive in thinking about how to use that to make our cities better for as many people as possible? There's not a malicious intent here. People might want to look for that, but that's fundamentally not the case.
2: Hello, I'm Jamie Poisson. So that was me and our producer, Shannon Higgins, talking with Jesse Shapins about Sidewalk Toronto. It's a plan to create a futuristic neighbourhood on waterfront property right in downtown Toronto. And as you just heard, Jesse says there's no malicious intent coming from Google's parent company, which is behind the project. But a lot of people are having a hard time buying that. And depending on who you ask, Sidewalk Toronto is either the solution to our urban woes or a techno-utopian Trojan horse. That's today on FrontBurner.
1: I'm Matthew Braga. I'm a senior technology reporter with uh, CBC News.
2: Hi, Matt. Hi, Jamie. So I'm hoping you can help me start this story by taking us back to something that Google's co-founder Larry Page said way back in 2013.
0: Uh, there's many, many exciting and important things you could do. that you just can't do because they're illegal or they're not allowed by regulation. And that's makes sense. We, we don't want our world to change too fast. But maybe we should set aside a small part of the world. You know, I like going to Burning Man, for example, um, that's an environment where people can try out different things, but not everybody has to go. I think as technologists, we should have some safe places where we can try out some new things and figure out what is the effect on society, uh, what's the effect on people, without having to deploy it kind of into the normal world. And people who like those kinds of things can go there and and experience that. And we don't have mechanisms for that.
2: Matt, I'm gonna let you take this. What did we just (laughs) hear?
1: So at a conference in 2013, Google has this annual conference they call Google I.O. And back in 2013, Larry Page uh, surprised everyone, came up on stage, and just started taking questions from the audience. And in the course of one of his answers to to one of these questions, uh, just started laying out this, almost just like he had pulled this idea out of his head, like, what if... What if we just had a place to experiment? What if we could take all of the cool things that we're doing with technology and just just kind of prototype and experiment in this place where where we wouldn't have to deal with uh rules and regulations and all the things that are part of a city.
2: And so is it fair to say that this is like the first hint that Google <laughs> might be interested in building a city?
1: I think at the time everyone we joked about it. We we said, "Oh, it's it's this vision for Google Island or or Google City." Uh and and I think it was a little bit of a simpler time where it was funnier to joke about, I think, in large part because we thought, oh, you know, like, is that actually going to happen? Like, are we actually going to – to see this sort of vision realized. I mean, this was a company that couldn't even figure out how to build a successful social network.
2: Google is shutting down its social network. Google Plus, after the private data of up to 500,000 users was potentially exposed.
1: Google has known about the bug since March, but didn't tell users about it until the Wall Street Journal revealed the issue. Right, I mean, let alone can we expect them to, to build a city? But I think over time, we started to see that perhaps that, vision wasn't as fanciful as some people might have thought.
2: Okay, so how does this become a little bit more of a reality? Like, how do we start to see this evolve?
1: So Larry Page talks about this, maybe Google Island, Google Neighborhood, whatever you want to call it. And then a couple years later, actually announces that, you know what, Google is going to spin off a new company, and we're going to call it Sidewalk Labs. And the whole idea behind Sidewalk Labs is to take technology and try – to use it to make cities better and smarter and operate more efficiently. It was sort of a a continuation in some ways of that, that idea that Larry put out a couple years prior of, yeah, what if we had sort of looser regulations or an environment that was a little bit more free to tinker with?
2: We like had... a technological Burning Man.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, it really kind of did in some ways follow in that Burning Man ethos, right, which is very much, you know, how can we create a new communal way of living from nothing, right? It's like the city that emerges from the dust of the desert from scratch. And so it doesn't surprise me that you have someone like Larry who goes to this every year and says, well, what if we did that? What if we set something up from scratch, but uh, but in more of a googly way?
2: In more of a googly way. Okay, so Sidewalk Labs is a company owned by Google?
1: Sidewalk Labs is a company that was created by Google, but then... A couple of years ago, if you'll recall, uh, Google created a parent company called Alphabet, which Google now sits under. Sidewalk Labs also sits under as well. So Google, yes. Sidewalk Labs owned by Alphabet.
2: Got it. And then now, where does Toronto fit into this?
1: So last year, uh, Waterfront Toronto, which is this government agency, part city, part provincial, part federal, uh, in the city of Toronto, they're responsible for the development of Toronto's waterfront. And they had this derelict portion of the waterfront uh, along the city's eastern side. And uh, it was called Quayside. And they. This being Waterfront Toronto said, hey, we want someone to redevelop this land. And not only do we want someone to redevelop this land, we also want someone who can be a partner with us, someone who can innovate and provide funding. And we're really going to like co-create this like new thing that hasn't existed before. And they solicited some plans. And fast forward to the fall of 2017. And Sidewalk Labs is one of the companies that submits
0: a plan. Toronto's in an elite class of cities in North America. San Francisco, New York City, just a handful of others that are so popular, have such great demand, that it also poses incredible challenges of growth.
2: So really, Sidewalk Labs is a solution to this derelict stretch of land in Toronto that the government has been struggling to develop for years. I I know this piece of land it sucks. It's, it's very barren. People have wanted it to be developed for a long time. And so in a way, is it fair to say that Sidewalk Labs provided a solution to that?
1: They came in with a, a fanciful vision document for what this neighborhood and even like a larger part of the city uh, could be at its most – Connected, It's most sort of technologically infused. And so they really took a lot of the little kind of experiments and prototypes that uh, certainly Larry had kind of hinted at and that Sidewalk had been tinkering with since its founding and said, what if we applied that to an entire neighborhood, an entire section of a city? And so they came in and covered everything from transit, so self-driving cars.
2: Another solution we might explore is using autonomous vehicles as a kind of shared fleet or shuttle service.
1: Traffic cameras with AI built into them.
2: And then in real time, decide I'm going to hold the cars until this person has safely made it across.
1: To, you know, sensors that could uh, look at sort of the temperature and the air quality and whether the the city was being especially polluting uh, that day, Uh, garbage cans that knew when they were full, little robots underground that could shepherd garbage back and forth. Uh, it really tried to look at all of the parts of a city and how you could take technology to to really just solve all those little challenges and annoyances and and, and uh, struggles of, of daily life. I,
2: I think I read something about self-melting sidewalks too,
1: right? <laughs> yeah, r- really. I mean, you know, taking ideas like how do you make a city more functional throughout the year? So sidewalks that can heat up and melt the snow away or awnings that can sort of come out from buildings and cover sidewalks when it rains so you can bike more days of the year. Stuff Stuff like that that there's a technology component but there's also sort of a a I guess urbanist slant that all of this is is wrapped in.
0: Jamie Poisson speaking to technology reporter Matthew Bragger on CBC's Front Burner. And in case you're wondering they do go on to talk about some of the downsides to this project as well things like data collection, privacy and how much Google stands to gain versus Toronto's residents.